You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add Lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a healthcare provider. Hello, everybody. Happy Sunday. Hope you're back from church and celebrating a beautiful Father's Day Sunday to all the dads in the world and all the great listeners here who are fathers who've helped their children grow and be raised and reared in the love of family and God and country. Thank you and happy Father's Day. We've got a great show for you. Hey, we're not going to let you down. Just because it's Father's Day doesn't mean we're laying back easy. We've got an all-star lineup. Former Arkansas Governor Mike Huckabee, the great host of the Huckabee Show. He's with us. Uh, We've got Rand Paul, the senator from Kentucky, one of the most eloquent voices in the Senate when it comes to bringing down the size of government, shrinking government. He's got some important things to say about that and has a new plan out, the six-penny plan that everybody should be aware of. Congresswoman Claudia Tenney, we had a lot to talk about with her, about Democrats in the immigration crisis and, of course, the important revelations that we made on this show last week about Capitol Security and the Capitol Hill breach, Capitol Police, the intelligence warnings that weren't heated about the potential for violence. Then we're going to go down to the border. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, great friend of the show, always giving us important information. We got some time with him. And then we're going to finish up out in Wyoming. Yes, Liz Cheney may be giving the hearings here January 6th her best shot. But back home, she's down more than 30 points and in danger of losing to this woman, Harriet Hageman. And she is running against Liz Cheney, trying to unseat her. She's an America First candidate endorsed by President Trump and now way up in the polls. And Liz Cheney might want to spend more time in Wyoming and less time in Washington at the January 6th committee hearings. But we'll see. We'll see how the voters turn out in August on that one. But what a great show. Mike Huckabee, Claudia Tenney, Rand Paul, Ken Paxton, Harriet Hageman, back to back to back on this Father's Day 2022. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Hey folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. 
You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. Hey folks, can your IRA or 401k stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is right at our doorstep? By allocating a percentage of your retirement into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from a turbulent market and economic downturns. All you got to do is put your IRA back on the gold standard. With a multi-trillion dollar trade deficit and ongoing geopolitical instability, experts say now is the time to make the switch. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA, the only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Protect your retirement today with one simple phone call and receive your free gold and silver guide from my good friends at Genesis Gold. To do that, call Genesis Gold Group today at 800 200 G-O-L-D, gold. That's 800-200-GOLD. And find out how you can add precious metals to your IRA. One more time, let me give you the number. It's 800-200-4653. gold Or visit them at genesisgoldgroup.com. Genesis Gold, welcome to the John Solomon Just the News family. Welcome back, America. Last night, a political earthquake struck in Texas. You might have felt it everywhere you were living. Republican Myra Flores, a Mexican immigrant, won the special election for the vacant 34th congressional district seat. Now, why is that historic? It's been 150 years in the hands of Democrats. Not a single Republican possessed that seat for 150 years. That's how important it is. It's an election that signals a growing departure of Latinos from the Democratic Party. And joining us to discuss this special election and so much more, the January 6th sham as well, the host of Huckabee and former Arkansas Governor Mike Huckabee. Governor, great to have you on the show today. Well, thank you, John. Great to be with you and Amanda. And, uh, you know, it's not like we don't have anything to talk about. That <laughs> is for sure. There is no shortage. Thanks to CNN and everybody else. I want to start with yesterday. The um, President Trump's uh, endorsed candidates did very well yesterday. But Myra Flores winning a seat in South Texas in the Rio Grande that's been in Democratic hands for a century and a half. What message does that send to both parties? I think it sends a message to the Republicans that we shouldn't uh, give up on going after voters that have not voted Republican in the past, whether it's African-Americans or Hispanics uh, or for that matter, anybody, because I don't care who you are. You're feeling the full brunt of Democrat policies. And when Elon Musk says he's casting his first ballot for a Republican, uh, I, I think Republicans need to throw a wider net. But it sends a message to Democrats, not that they have the good sense to understand it, but it ought to tell them their policies not only aren't working, their policies are a stench in the nostrils of America's voters. They don't want it. They don't want inflation. They don't want open borders. They don't want crime in the streets. They don't want to see high energy prices and high grocery prices. They don't want to see real estate uh, that is collapsing. Uh, half of what it was just uh, six months ago because of the policies that have made it difficult for people either to buy homes, uh, their property values going down, not up. 
the stock market collapse. Other than those few things, John and Amanda, I'm sure that uh, the Democrats will say, yeah, but for that, we're doing a great job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the spin doctors all around. Governor, I wanted to ask you, you know, you have been a, a reputable name in politics for a long time. You have a very beloved following uh, amongst Republicans. And I just wanted to get your perspective on on changes within the Republican Party, because the, the Flores election is a perfect example. And obviously, there are some folks on the left who are going a little crazy and spinning out with leftist policies. But I do think that this is a new Republican Party. They seem to message better. They're more aggressive. Wanted to get your thoughts on that. Amanda, I think you're right. Uh, the party has changed a lot. Uh, wh when I was giving what some people call a populist message back in 2008, you know, I was excoriated by the Republican hierarchy and, uh, you know, almost shunned and, and put out on the uh, on the curb. Uh, Donald Trump came forth in 2016, uh, embracing really a working man's Republican Party, a populist view that said, we're not gonna lose all of our manufacturing jobs. We've gotta stand up to China. And the result is the Democrats have really become the party of the oligarchs, the, uh, the billionaires. And the Republican party, whether uh, Joe Biden wants to admit it or not, has become the party of the working man and the conservative of the pro-family, pro-law enforcement people across this country. The big significance, I think, in Texas was that that district voted for uh, Joe Biden uh, by 13 points in 2020. This was a blue district. It wasn't purple. It was bright blue. Last night, it flipped dramatically. Flores won uh, with eight points. What I think it's saying is that you, you just can't keep doing these policies and expect people to follow you blindly. It's also significant. She's the wife of a border uh, patrol agent. Uh, the Border Patrol has been shown such disrespect by this administration. Just think about they're going to continue to try to find a way to punish Border Patrol agents who on horseback were trying to protect our border and, quite frankly, uh, to protect the people that were illegally trying to cross it. But they've never been interested in what really happened. They just want to go and punish innocent people. I think folks are fed up with that. Yeah, they've been through this for five or six years, going back to Russiagate. We have a great distraction in Washington. We get not to talk about inflation and high prices and gasoline and all the economic wrath that Washington has imposed on the American people, because we spend all day talking about the January 6th committee, where, by the way, there hasn't been a new fact in months. Your take on how damaging the January 6th commission is to the Democrats. I think it's a disaster for him. First of all, the ratings, my gosh. Uh, I, I mean, it's 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 getting lower ratings than the Oscars and the Emmys combined. Uh, it's pretty much that nobody wants to watch this except the people who would sit around and watch MSNBC all day. And we know what kind of folks uh, they would tend to be. Uh, I hope Liz Cheney understands that she's really made a despicable fool of herself in all of this. The fact that she was willing to be Nancy Pelosi's love pup and that she and Adam Kinzinger would be put on the short leash and led right by the nose into the hearing room and become a part of this very highly partisan Trump-hating committee that really did not follow their own rules and the way it was established, and then did the despicable, carried out what was supposed to be hearings, but not letting the other side even ask questions. That's not, that's not even American. It's not how we do things. Uh, it's like letting the prosecutor go to the courtroom, present his case, 
And the defense says, can I present mine? Nope, we've heard the prosecutor. And by the way, what a great video the prosecutor put together with the help of Hollywood. Wow, it's spellbinding. Of course, it's highly edited. Uh, it's, it's built with nothing more than, as Jonathan Turley, who was, as you know, John, a left of center yeah. law professor, but a fair minded one. He said it was pure propaganda. And it it is. And it's uh, really a shame that this is the best the Democrats have to offer. Well, it did so well in its first episode last week that they canceled the second episode this week. So it'll be interesting <laughs> to see where it goes from here. But, Governor, uh, with the defeat of George P. Bush in the AG runoff in Texas, it seems like the Bush dynasty may effectively be over clearing the way for maybe a new family dynasty in Republican politics. I promise this isn't a related question, but your daughter, how is her campaign going? Uh, it's going better than any of mine ever did. I'll tell you that, Amanda. Uh, the kid's doing great. Uh, you know, she squeaked out her primary victory with only 84 percent of the vote. Um, but, you know, she's willing to take what she can. <laughs> She does face a general election opponent, a very articulate and uh, intelligent opponent, a gentleman that um, has an MIT degree. He's also a, a pastor, which I find interesting. The Democrats always thought that it was horrible that I'd been a pastor. Suddenly they think it's the greatest thing in the world. Um, their own hypocrisy is just overwhelming. But I, I think Sarah is um, really poised to become not just uh, the elected governor, but a great one. She's uh, thoughtful. She's smart. Um, and I think she's going to do very well. Let me speak briefly to the George P. Bush uh, race. Both these guys I know. Ken Paxson's been a longtime friend of mine. Jeb has been a longtime friend. I almost feel really sorry for George P. because I, I feel like that maybe this is one of those cases where his last name unfairly hurt him, that people said, you know, the Bushes had their turn. And many people know that the Bush family overall has been very uh, hostile toward what I would call the Trump wing of the party. But that has not been the case for George P. Bush. He's his own person. He's very bright. I hope he doesn't give up on politics. He didn't win this race, but it's hard to beat an incumbent. Uh, but he's a solid conservative and he's very much his own person. And I think that there's a future for him. And I, I think just like you shouldn't elect people because of their last name, you shouldn't uh, just rule them out because of their last name, too. I certainly hope that doesn't happen to my daughter. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure it's not. But yeah, those, those are words of wisdom. And you're right about George P. We had him on this show. He, he has a lot of conservative credentials. Governor, it is always an honor to have you on the show. Thank you for joining us and sharing your wisdom tonight. My pleasure. Thank you, John and Amanda. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we've had a little bit of time with Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky. A lot to talk about, including here's a novel idea. We might balance the budget someday. We'll be back right back to that discussion. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. 
You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000 or visit tnusa.com slash just news. That's tnusa.com slash just news. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bike, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. Welcome back, everybody. We are delighted and honored to welcome to the program Kentucky Senator Rand Paul. Senator, thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And you are one of those members of Congress who voters, I think, really trust to take care of their money and be a good steward of their finances in our economy. Latest example is your six penny plan. Uh, I know that cutting government spending is not a very popular item on Capitol Hill, as we've seen in the past with these types of plans. But talk to our audience about it and uh, the success that you expect to have with it. Well, you know, the biggest crisis we're facing today is inflation. You know, the highest inflation we've had in 40 years. Uh, money supplies exploding, and it's really all based on debt. The reason you get inflation is as government borrows money, the Federal Reserve buys the debt. But the Federal Reserve doesn't really have any money, so they print up the money to buy the debt, and the money supply expands, and that chases the same amount of goods, and prices go up. So for the last several years, the M2, which is a measure of the money supply, has been going up at 15% a year, annualized over the last three years. Last January, it was going up at 27%. So when you increase the money supply, you get inflation. If you want to stop inflation, you have to have a budget and you have to actually try to balance your budget and quit adding more debt. Uh, This year, the Democrats will not produce a budget at all. Uh, Neither will the Republicans. In fact, the only budget we're going to vote on that I know of will be my budget. I've done this each year for the last eight or 10 years. And it used to be that if you just froze spending, you could actually balance the budget over five years by just not increasing spending. 
Then after a while, it took a 1% cut, and we called that the penny plan. But as spending has continued to explode and there's been no fiscal restraint, it became the two-penny plan. And this year, lo and behold, it's the six-penny plan, which means you have to cut spending 6% a year across the board for five years to balance the budget. But the good news is we could survive that. Think about it. I mean, there are whole departments that I think if they went missing, you wouldn't know. I mean, what if the Department of Education, $60 billion wasn't spent next year? I don't think one kid in our country would suffer. In fact, they might do better without the interference of the Federal Department of Education. But even if you do it across the board, it doesn't mean that everything goes away. You know, let's say somebody says, I want to study hemophilia or I want to study Alzheimer's disease. And last year they got $100 million from the federal government. Next year they get $94 million. We could survive that. But it'd be better for the country to balance its budget. We'd be stronger and it would help to tame the inflation. Yeah, that's the big thing that everybody's worried on. In order for Republicans to get in that position, they got to win the elections. Last night, I think there was a political earthquake in Texas. In the Rio Grande Valley, a uh, Latino Republican won for the first time in 150 years. What message does that send to both parties heading into November? I think the Democrats are quite uh, petrified by this. They think that they've gotten to play the race card for every race and every sort of ethnicity flocks to the Democrat Party. And for the last several decades, they may have been true. But I think the Democrats have gone so far to the left and so far to the crazy side that many you know, Hispanic voters are saying, gosh, this is insane. I mean, when Democrat Party started saying, oh, the black kids should sit on one side of the room and the white kids on the other, and that all the black kids are somehow being punished by white and by the white privilege, I think people started thinking these people are nuts. When the Democrats started endorsing the idea that kindergarten, radical kindergarten teachers should teach our kids about how if they're a girl, that there's surgery to make them a boy or chemicals or drugs that they can take to kindergartners, nobody believes that other than some crazy radicals in the Democrat Party. And so what they're doing is they're estranging themselves from normal church going Hispanic voters or Asian American voters or you name it. A lot of people are coming to the Democrat Party just because the, I mean, to the Republican Party because the Democrats have gotten so crazy. Yeah, and Senator, it's an interesting shift, especially with the Hispanic community. Democrats, I think a lot of people feel like have gone very far to the left, but Republicans, for the most part, the main tenets of the Republican Party platform do and always have aligned with traditional values within the Hispanic community. So this polling that's showing more support from the Hispanic community, do you think that's indicative of Republicans maybe getting better at messaging? Maybe, but I think it's also the extremity, the the extremity that the, the left has gone to. They're running away from people. For example, in my state, we still are slightly a majority Democrat registration. But the western half of the state is voting solidly Republican and has been for more than a decade now because there are church going conservative families who have traditional values. And the Democrat Party has just completely disdainfully left us. I mean, when we think of the elites who censor big tech and these people, they despise us. And so who wants to be part of a party that is led by pseudo intellectuals who hate everything that we stand for, that hate our church, that hate the people who believe in God and think that it's a ridiculous notion? So you can see how regular people who used to be Democrats have been left behind. And uh, I think it's mostly a consequence of where they've gone. Some may be messaging better, but also Hispanic families, many of them are middle class, many of them are church going, many of them are pro pro-life and pro-traditional values. So there always has been a home for them in the party. 
And uh, I hope we're doing a better job because, yes, we absolutely want them in our party. We want the Asian Americans in our party. We want all Americans who, uh, you know, believe this is a great country and love this country. So many immigrants came to this country because they love America. I mean, they should all want to be part of the, the political party that actually thinks America is a great place, not a bad place. Yeah, there's no doubt. You just mentioned big tech. You have been one of the most eloquent voices constantly fighting the challenge of censorship in this era. But you wrote a really powerful op-ed the other day. I encourage everybody to read this. It's such an important one. Anger at big tech is no excuse to abandon the free market. Tell us a little bit about the message and why it's so important to Americans. You know, my concern is, is that the anger for big tech will cause uh, conservatives and liberals to coalesce and try to break them up. The one thing about breaking up big companies that integrate and have efficiencies is that that's how come products are less expensive is because of these efficiencies of mergers. The other thing to think about is if, you know, many people say China's way ahead on things like artificial intelligence and certain technologies and 5G and all these different things. Well, if you break up our big tech companies that have billions of dollars of R&D, actually you may put us at a disadvantage to China as well. So I think we have to be careful before we do this. There's also been a misbegotten notion in antitrust that bigness is bad uh, just across the board. To my mind, it's, it's wrong if a monopoly forms that can control the price. And so if the consumer's damaged, that could be a problem. But just bigness itself is not necessarily a problem. It's when uh, there's a monopoly such that you control the price. And actually, most monopolies that have been broken up in the history of antitrust in our country, typically it's a competitor trying to break up another competitor and using the antitrust laws uh, in a way that they couldn't succeed in the market to try to succeed through the law. So I think we ought to be very careful in, in breaking up the com- companies. Doesn't mean I'm any less mad at big tech. I uh, left YouTube. I don't go to YouTube. I'm on Rumble.com if people want to see me. I, don't, I despise them for censoring me. But I do think that the First Amendment allows private companies to choose their content, and we should change the channel. Instead of just getting mad and ranting and raving, we should change the channel and give our money and our content to someone who likes us and respects us. Yeah, a lot of support for that parallel economy. Senator, I want to stay on big tech for a moment because one of Biden's climate advisors, Gina McCarthy, urged big tech companies to censor what she deems misinformation with regards to clean and green energy and those policies of the Biden administration. But does that really matter when the American voters are seeing the prices that they are paying at the pump and feeling the pain of that? You know, there's a real danger when big tech becomes sort of an arm of government. And that's the one area where there is a possibility that maybe government will intervene someday if it gets too bad. And there's already talk and rumors of it as it is. But when big tech sort of becomes this police arm, this is the way we're going to police things. Even when they set up that disinformation board, they said, oh, we're just going to name names so big tech can take them down. We're not going to have the police force to censor them. We're going to enlist big tech. We're going to inform big tech of misinformers or disinformers, and then we'll let big tech censor them. It's a very non-liberal or illiberal notion that speech should be contained and that we shouldn't allow others to have speech. It's actually a very traditionally, classically liberal notion to believe in free speech. Now, the First Amendment doesn't tell private companies what to do. It tells the government they can't restrict free speech. But that still doesn't mean that the concept of free speech isn't a noble concept that we should all defend. And liberals have forgotten this. There used to be people on the left who were what I would call the the pure progressives or the pure liberals who actually were good on certain issues like speech and privacy. What happened to those people? But now it's right and left clamoring for regulation. And what I fear from regulation of big tech is 
the people who write the regulations usually are big tech. Senator, yeah, we've got <laughs> to leave it right there, but we have to have you back on very soon to finish this conversation. We'll be right back. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down, my blood sugar is down, my weight's down, my health is up, my sleeping patterns are better, my metabolism is up. If you wanna experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free social security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Just News. Welcome back, America. Just the News has confirmed tonight that Capitol Police Chief Thomas Manger has concluded that Georgia Congressman Barry Loudermilk did not lead a group of protesters on a reconnaissance mission the day before the riots at the Capitol. This finding directly undercuts allegations made last month by Congressman Benny Thompson and Congresswoman Liz Cheney, you just mentioned her, the chairman and vice chairman, respectively, of the January 6th committee. They had sullied Lotto Milk's name and demanded testimony from suggesting it helped lead a group of people in MAGA hats encasing the Capitol. After an exhaustive review of security footage, Chief Manger told Congress today that police found no evidence that the Georgia congressman did anything other than give a constituent tour 
of some congressional office buildings. In fact, he didn't even go into the U.S. Capitol with the group. Boy, that really undercuts the allegation. His letter to Congress obtained by uh, Justin News reads, quote, there is no evidence that Representative Loudermilk entered the U.S. Capitol with this group on January 5th, 2021. We train our officers on being alert for people conducting surveillance or reconnaissance, and we do not consider any of the activities we observed as suspicious, end quote. Well, that puts a fork in that allegation. Our guest has been a big critic of the January 6th committee. She is New York Congresswoman Claudia Tenney. Congresswoman, great to have you on the show today. Great to be on. Great to see both of you. You might have just heard a little bit about what Chief Manger just told Congress a few hours ago. Your thoughts that the committee could sully a congressman's reputation without having the evidence. Your thoughts. Isn't that what this entire committee is about, about destroying Donald Trump and anyone who's a Trump supporter? Even if you don't like Donald Trump, they're trying to support anyone who supports the policies of Donald Trump and that uh, this America first agenda and the fact that he got too close to the core and now they're on a mission to destroy them. So people like Liz Cheney uh, and Adam Kinzinger, particularly Liz, have this late stage Trump derangement syndrome where she just is in self-destruct mode. She's embarrassing herself and all of America by saying that she's all for the Constitution. While I see constitutional principles crumbling here. I know Barry Loudermilk. I served on the Financial Services Committee with him. He's a wonderful guy. There is no way that Congressman Loudermilk would be doing a surveillance uh, you know, mission around the Capitol. Nobody was doing that. That's an exciting time when you're taking people around the Capitol, getting ready to get sworn in, uh, you know, in January 3rd. I mean, this is absurd uh, that they would even make the suggestion. Liz Cheney is really testing uh, everybody on this with her absurd. I just I, I, honestly, I can't even I tried to watch some of it today. And I was just astounded that our country, and I lived in a communist country, I lived in the former Yugoslavia, although it's a little different than the Soviet Union, all I can think of is this is a Soviet-style propaganda trial, like a show trial. They put this tape together using propaganda, selected uh, words and clauses, cut and pasted, to smear the people they want to smear and to get the outcome they want, not to present the facts the way our Constitution sets that up so that defendants and anyone accused has a right to stand before a trial of their or jury of their peers in this case. And and instead of this made for television movie where we don't even have a chance to object or even put in evidence, it's just astounding to me that Liz thinks she's somehow this, you know, this savior of the Constitution. It's just really embarrassing. Yeah, and I happen to know from my bank heist days that it's hard to case a joint when you're not even there. And (laughs) thanks to John's reporting, we now know that. But what's concerning to me is, I guess, the bigger issue, because this has kind of that Charlottesville stink to it, where you've got facts that come out that directly contradict the mainstream narrative. And yet, I guarantee you, this story that John broke, you're not going to see it anywhere on mainstream media. And that leads to this broader problem of the degradation of truth, this postmodernist version of America. This is a smear campaign. This is what it is. This is exactly what our system was set up against. That's why we have debate in the public square, robust debate, the opportunity to listen, to be, to stand before your accusers and make your own argument. This is just a one-sided campaign with, again, I can't think of anything but like a Soviet-style propaganda. The, The person accused has, and all the people accused have no opportunity to really stand up. And why would the mainstream media support this? They're supposed to be about free speech and uh, free speech and, and getting to the truth. They're really just wearing team jerseys. And unfortunately, in this case, they're wearing the never Trumper team jersey. Yeah, no doubt they have picked sides and it's bad for our democracy when they've done that. 
Congresswoman, you played a role in unraveling Russia collusion. We've seen this script time and again, the boy crowds, wolf. there's Russia collusion, then there wasn't. There was a problem at Lafayette Square, then there wasn't. There was bounties on the Russian troops, there wasn't. At what point do the American people tire of the false allegations that keep getting levied upon them? Yeah, I think right now Amer- the American people are kind of tired of this. You're going to get a certain percentage that are going to you know, be watching this and maybe believe it. I don't think you're moving the needle anywhere. But what I see every day, in, and yesterday I, for the fourth or fifth time, I put gas in my car and I hit the 100 limit. So it was $100 to fill up my car, which is the most it's ever been. And I see people struggling and suffering. I'm hearing from senior citizens and all kinds of people calling in about inflation Uh, the hard decisions they're making, and then the stock market crashing, which is affecting 401ks, uh, pension funds, and people's retirements. Uh, You're seeing this like potential recession coming, and the Democrats are busy spending millions of dollars talking about January 6th and putting out this movie that, by the way, I don't even think Netflix would put out, uh, using our money. And it really is a tragic situation that you're seeing, and they're using energy as a weapon. And energy is, you know, the most important thing that's driving, I think, this supply chain crisis with the cost, uh, driving the inflation. You know, right now, not it was driven by spending, but it's getting even worse because everything is so expensive because gas is so expensive. Getting goods and services uh, out, getting especially I come from a dairy industry uh, and, and a, an agricultural district. We, we're seeing trouble getting, you know, the diesel fuel to get the, our, our products to the market. All these things are really hurting the American people. You're going to see our supply chain, our food supply affected. And the Biden administration and Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger joined up with this team of Democrats. And that's all they're talking about. They're not talking about what really is hurting Americans. Yeah, and I have a feeling going into harvest season, it's only going to get worse. But I want to shift gears to our Second Amendment Congresswoman there in New York. Uh, the state legislature is sending a bill to Governor Kathy Hochul's desk to sign involving, I think, red flag laws and raising age limit for gun purchases. Meanwhile, the Supreme Court is set to announce their decision on New York State Rifle uh, and Pistol Association v. Bruin. So you've got two kind of contradicting things happening there for the Second Amendment in New York. Do you expect gun uh, gun rights activists in New York to push back on this new gun package like they did uh, concealed carry with the Supreme Court case? Well, we've always pushed back. You know, the SAFE Act, the so-called SAFE Act was passed in New York in 2013 by Governor Cuomo, shoved through the legislature uh, without even time to look at it. It was just a pre-done law to try to hurt lawful gun owners. It hasn't stopped uh, violence or mass killings or any of those things that they promised that it would. And now we have this case that actually the Bruin case that originates out of the state of New York with unconstitutional restrictions on the right to carry. And that case is also before the Supreme Court, another so-called controversial case, very similar to the the leaked decision we saw in Roe versus Wade. And these are all going to be coming out in this term in the Supreme Court. I actually led the brief, uh, uh, the amicus brief for NRA on uh, on this brief uh, before this New York case with over 170 members. Unfortunately, they're all Republicans. I guess the Democrats don't support Second Amendment rights or they're afraid to join uh, with Republicans. But this is going to be an important case on protecting uh, Second Amendment rights and, and constitutional rights, which is going to happen probably in the midst of Every attempt that Kathy Hochul, Governor Cuomo, and even uh, you know the the uh, Biden administration are going to try to do to take away our rights is they're not going after the problem. They keep blaming the gun instead of talking about the real crisis in our society, which is creating the kind of people that are create, are doing these terrible crimes. Yeah, you got it exactly right, Congresswoman. You imp- introduced a very important piece of legislation: stop 
the Communist Construction of Public Infrastructure Act of 2022. We've got about a minute left. Tell us why that's important. Yeah, this is a really important bill. The Soviet Union, just listen to this, the Russians and the Chinese are both uh, trying to use their strength and their infrastructure and their economic strength to go in and build out around the around the world and and dominate places like Africa and South America and, and the Caribbean and and places that we're uh, we are not paying attention because we're focused on January 6 hearings for example we want to make sure we don't allow this kind of infrastructure and influence to come through and and influence these countries that would and push them to their side away from us uh, we want to continue to build our allies around the world. And I've got a, a number of it's a bi, uh, bipartisan bill, by the way. Uh, I've got a number of, uh, of good members in the Foreign Affairs Committee on this. And so we just want to make sure that the United States is the clear dominant force around the world, the force for yeah. good, because when the United States is weak under Biden, you're seeing the chaos. And uh, we just want to strengthen us and to strengthen our ties with our allies. That is a noble goal. A lot of Americans are going to get behind that. Congresswoman Claudia Tenney, it's always an honor to have you on. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Great to be on, too. All right, folks. We'll be right back after the commercial break. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, America. We're very lucky to have this next guest. He's the newly minted Republican nominee for Texas Attorney General and the current Texas Attorney General. He's the one who beat George B. Bush just a few weeks ago. Joining us right now, Attorney General Ken Paxton. General, great to have you on again. Hey, great to be back, especially after uh, the primary's over. I'm sure it is. A nice time to rest a little bit, but you never rest. You're always in court fighting the Biden administration. A huge win on Friday, a federal court tossing out the DHS rules that were letting uh, criminal aliens to basically go into the territory of the country, not be deported, a very decisive one. The judge could not be more clear. Your thoughts on that court victory? No, I mean, I couldn't be happier. It's hard to believe that the Biden administration, I mean, we, we see what they're doing along the border, which is basically inviting everybody to come. But do you think that they, even they would say no to criminals? No, they, will, they don't even want to say no to criminals. They want anybody in this country that they can possibly get in, no matter what they've done. And in this case, we had to sue them over letting criminals be released in the country. And we had this judge back us up because that's federal law. 
General, as proof, further proof that you never rest, uh, a newly minted program that you started, I find this story absolutely incredible. Uh, the Cold Case and Missing Persons Unit, you guys located a woman, uh, her name was Holly Klaus, that was her birth name, after 40 years of her being missing. T tell us about this. Yes, yeah, so this is really exciting for me. Uh, I had wanted to start a unit because I had heard so many stories in Texas about unsolved crimes, lack of justice, not having resources. And so I felt like Texas should have a repository for these types of cases. Well, I didn't have any money from the legislature, so I, we used an existing position, hired somebody that had a real passion for this. And so over the last year, we've been working on some of these cold cases, getting them going. And we got a referral on this one at the end of January of this year. And it was from the uh, Harris County Sheriff's Department. And they had discovered last year that the remains of these people from 1981 were identified, and we realized there was a missing child. And so we spent the last couple of months tracking that person down, and we figured out who they were based on the remain, you know, the DNA evidence and, the, and some genealogy work. And we were able to basically reunite her with her family that she didn't even know she had. Wow, what an amazing story! What what a way to bring some comfort to a, a long deprived family. Just amazing. Sir, I, I was on the street the other day. This is a guy's out of street. I walked down the street. I met a young guy who came up to me. He said, uh, he's in law classes. And I said, what do you want to do when you grow up? He said, I want to, when I grow up, I want to go just be like Ken Paxton. I want to be making a difference in the courts. And I want to ask you about this move to federalism that you are uh, driving. You are really asserting states' rights and winning, just like I think our founding fathers intended. The Biden administration is pretty boxed in. At what point do courts now go beyond finding in your favor and start to do things like finding the administration in contempt and forcing action from a reluctant administration? Yeah, look, I think we're close to that. We have been fighting them for the last year and a half. We've won over 90% of our cases. We've moved up the line from you know uh, district courts to appellate courts to the Supreme Court. We're waiting on a ruling from the Supreme Court on the Remain in Mexico program that's supposed to stop, stop this crazy asylum program, which is what the Biden administration is mostly using to let people in this country. So at some point very soon, if we get these good rulings that I expect, then we should be able to enforce them, given that this administration has failed to listen to even court rulings. Yeah, General, I want to shift gears to the general election. You are running against Democrat Rochelle Garza. I remember her name, or I guess the first time I heard her name. She's a former ACLU lawyer for our audience who doesn't know, but a lot of people remember her name from when she sued the Trump administration regarding that lawsuit of an illegal immigration wanting to obtain an abortion. She, by, by all measures, seems very radical. She's from the Rio Grande Valley, which is a pretty uh, large faction of conservative Hispanics. But what's, what's the support like for her within the Democrat Party in Texas? Because she, like I said, she seems kind of radical. Well, she won a primary uh, over a, probably a more reasonable Democrat. She's, I think, about as far left as, as you can get. And she was the one, as you said, pushing this whole idea that illegals should have free abortions from states like Texas. And, you know, obviously we, we fought that. And I think we're going to find as we kind of go through her, her litany of crazy cases that she represented um, criminals that were illegal and, and that she has a very radical views on where this country should go. Yeah, time to dig in and learn a lot more about her. Sir, well, there's been a lot of concern about Twitter. I think Elon Musk, and actually before that, Devin Nunes was raising this issue for a long time about Twitter. All the fake bots you have dug in, you've got an investigation going. How important is it to find out 
whether Twitter was deceiving the consumers and investors of America. Look, it's part of my job. One of the four things that I'm required to do under the Constitution is protect consumers from fraud that corporations may, may, may push. And if Twitter was lying about the number of accounts they had, then that inflates ad revenues and it costs consumers more. And that's a deceptive trade practice under tax law. So we're, we sent out these civil investigative demands, which are just questions about these accounts. They're supposed to respond by June 27th. But, but oddly enough, as soon as we sent those civil investigative demands, Twitter gave Elon Musk, I think, the information that he had requested and that he'd been waiting on for months. How about that? Yeah. General, uh, we've just got about a minute and a half left, but I wanted to ask you, it seems like every day we hear about another major corporation moving from a blue state to Texas, the latest uh, of which is Caterpillar moving from Illinois to Texas. Are you concerned that some of these these mega corporations, Oracle, Caterpillar, uh, that they are going to bring their politics with them to Texas? Yeah, I mean, I'm always concerned about that, but I don't think that's really than what's happening. I think people are voting with their feet. They're escaping liberal states like Illinois and California, New York. Those states are losing population. We're gaining population because we create opportunity by having no, no state income tax, having low taxes in general, less regulation, and really an opportunity for anybody to succeed that wants to. And I think people that want that are choosing Texas and states like Texas. Yeah, that they are. We got about 30 seconds, sir. Just real quickly, What's going to be the issue that the fall election turns on in America? You know, I think it's going to be the uh, sort of a Biden issue. You know, do you want more of the same? High inflation, high energy prices, illegal immigration galore, horrible international policy. And I think the answer is going to be clearly no from Texans and the American people. I think you're absolutely right. Attorney General Ken Paxton, we appreciate you joining us and we'll have you back on again soon. Thank you. All right, folks, we take a quick commercial break. When we come back, more interviews, more news, more exclusive insights. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss it. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Welcome back, everybody. Joining us now is the Trump-endorsed candidate running for Liz Cheney's seat, Harriet Hageman. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. We're happy to have you. And uh, it seems that Wyoming Republicans are very happy to have you in the race. Two major polling uh, institutions had you very far ahead or not polling institutions, but Club for Growth and Wyoming Values Super PAC had you 
so far ahead of Liz Cheney. And I know that that has been accelerated uh, because of this January 6th committee hearing. But I know you've got to feel a little bit of a boost behind you right now. Well, I do. And uh, sadly enough, it's because Wyoming's congressional representative is not doing the business of Wyoming. She's doing the business of the Uniparty in Washington, D.C. and attempting to destroy President Trump and his supporters. So while I w- I, I'm, ex- I'm happy about the polling, I'm excited about the polling. And I think that the Wyoming Values Pack actually showed that Liz Cheney had a 71 percent unfavorability rating, which I, I think speaks volumes about how Wyomingites view what she is doing back in D.C. So again, the polling is great. We're doing well. We're continuing to fight. We're traveling the state nonstop. We're meeting with voters. But it's really a reflection on the fact that our lone congressional representative is not representing Wyoming, but she's representing the folks that she's sitting with in that committee room. And that's, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, Adam Schiff and Adam Kinzinger and Jamie Raskin and people who would do anything in their power to destroy Wyoming in our industry. So it's really kind of a sad state of affairs. Yeah, it's an amazing dynamic to watch this happen. Uh, I've known the Cheney family for a long time, and it doesn't look like the Cheney family of old anymore. That's for sure. Uh, Harriet, I want to ask about something a story broke on this show last night. Liz Cheney signed a letter with Benny Thompson accusing Congressman Barry Loudermilk of running a reconnaissance mission with the January 6th protesters to help them invade the Capitol the next day. This is a Democratic talking point for the last six or eight weeks. Capitol Police Chief came out last night, said it isn't even remotely true. We looked at the video. We looked at all the evidence. This was a constituent tour. And oh, by the way, Congressman Laudermick didn't even go to the Capitol that day. What responsibility did Liz Cheney have to check those facts before she signed off on that letter? You know, one of the things that's so troubling about this is that it is clear that this committee isn't about finding the truth. It's about a, a, a performative narrative. So their narrative is that Donald Trump tried to commit a coup on January 6th, and they're going to try to create whatever evidence that they can put together, whatever they can cobble together, whether it is a 15-second soundbite from an eight-hour deposition or it is a a, a voiceover with a very dramatic slow-motion type video of of some of the, the happenings on January 6th or it is an effort to destroy a congressman because you disagree with with his view on these issues. As an attorney, as a citizen, as an American citizen, I'm horrified when my government abuses the power in the manner that we're seeing with this committee. You, ha- If you're going to accuse someone of that, which is an incredible accusation that you're casing the joint before you're going to try to do something bad, being the United States Capitol, if you're going to make that accusation, you have to be 100 percent sure that you're right. You have to have the evidence. You have to have the goods. And what we're seeing is that Liz Cheney went off half cocked with the rest of her committee and made an accusation against a sitting congressman. And it's not true. I'm really horrified by what that portends in terms of our government. And I think it's just further evidence of the incredible abuse of power of what this committee is and what it's about. What it's about is about destroying people. And it's it, and it is through a narrative. Again, they're not looking for the truth. They're looking to back up their theory of what happened on January 6th. And for them, all roads lead to one conclusion. And that conclusion is Donald Trump is a bad man. We need to destroy him. We need to make sure he can never run for office again. And we need to destroy anybody who supports him. I'm just horrified to, again, use that word of what's happening to my government in Washington, D.C. This isn't the way our con- 
Constitution works. This isn't the way due process works. This isn't the way the legislative branch works. This is just really a breakdown of, the, of, of law and order, I think. Yeah, and I think one of the contributing factors to our government becoming something that's unrecognizable is how much money goes into politics. And we've seen this for a while. It was very stark in the Georgia special election Senate races where you have outside money, so much money coming from 49 other states that weren't Georgia. And in your race, so much money coming from 49 states that aren't Wyoming going to Liz Cheney. What are your thoughts on that? Since I announced, I believe that less than 3% of Liz Cheney's money has come from Wyoming. And what that tells you is it is the folks in New York, Virginia, California, the East Coast elites that want to make sure that Liz Cheney stays in power. And I think that that speaks volumes in terms of, again, uh, what the agenda is here. Liz is being a very useful tool for the Democrats right now because she's furthering a narrative that attacks and, and is designed to destroy Republicans and destroy conservatives and destroy people who supported President Trump. So the Democrats right now are lining up behind her. Even here in the state of Wyoming, there's a huge uh, uh, effort to try to get Democrats to switch to the Republican pr uh, Party so that they can vote for Liz Cheney in the primary. I'm a conservative Republican. I am a and. America first, a Wyoming first person. I believe in our constitution. I believe in the separation of powers. Uh, I believe that people have the right to donate money to candidates. There's no question about it. But from Liz Cheney's standpoint, she's not representing Wyoming. She's representing a select group of people who want to stay in power in Washington, D.C. And I have learned through this process that there is a uniparty back there that there are Democrats and Republicans that work closely together and they don't necessarily care who's in power just so long as it's them. And I would definitely put Liz Cheney in that category. Pretty amazing. You have done, we were talking offline, amazing 27,000 plus miles of traveling across Wyoming. You are engaging day in and day out with the real people in, in your state. Uh, what messages are you hearing about inflation, gas prices, the open border, uh, rising crime in urban areas. What's the message that your constituents want Washington to hear? Well, I don't know if you saw the speech that I gave during the Trump rally two weeks ago, but the theme was that we're fed up. We are just fed up. And that speech seems to have really resonated with people in Wyoming because I was speaking for everybody that I was talking to that day, both those who were in attendance as well as those who were watching on TV or through video feeds. And what, we're fat, what, what we know is that people are fed up. We're fed up with inflation. We're fed up with the bad policies coming out of Washington, D.C. We're fed up with the war on coal. We're fed up with the, the war on oil and gas. I have said over and over again that there is a special place in hell for people who adopt policies that are intentionally designed to increase the gas or the cost of gas, food and housing. And that's what the Biden administration, that's the encapsulation of everything that this administration has done is it has increased the cost of the most basic necessities in this country. And as a result, it's affecting the poorest among us and the middle class the hardest. This is an administration that has failed us absolutely across the board on every single metric that you can look at. Schools, we've got a USDA right now that is issuing a mandate that either our schools let boys shower with girls or they're gonna starve our kids. They're gonna withhold lunch money. Now, who in the world ever gave the USDA the authority to enforce some kind of gender ideology that none of us agree with 
or they're going to take away $90 million in funds to the state of Wyoming. Those are the issues that are important here. Those are the things that people want to talk about. They want to know how they're going to get to work. They want to know how they're going to do their job. They want to know how they're going to feed their kids. We've got an administration that is totally out of touch and intentionally attempting to hurt the citizens of this country. And when you go back to our basic constitutional foundation, which is that our government is of, by, and for the people, what you realize is that our government has become the enemy of the people. Washington, D.C. is failing. Liz Cheney is failing because she can't even point that out. She can't even address it because she's aligned herself with the radical Democrats just for the sole purpose of destroying our former president. That's not what we want. We didn't send her there to be the judge, jury and executioner. We sent her there to represent us and she's not doing it. That's right. And we appreciate you joining us and we will keep an eye on you and your campaign. I know you are very busy leading up to your primary. So we uh, wish you the best of luck as you are out there. Give everybody your website very quickly so they can find you. Hageman for Wyoming.com. Liz Cheney has a huge war chest. I need whatever help people can provide. Hageman for Wyoming.com. And you can also find out more about me in terms of what my philosophy is, what awesome. I intend to do when I go to Congress. So thank you so much. Harriet, great to have you back on the show. We'll have you on soon and we will be right back. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, folks, that wraps up our Father's Day edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Justin News. Thank you for listening. I hope you have the rest of this Sunday in the embrace of your family and the embrace of the warm sun and the great summer that has begun in this country. Yeah, it's tough economically right now, but there's nothing like friends and fellowship on a Sunday afternoon to remind us all why we work so hard and how we will get through even the most difficult times as we are facing right now. Thanks for listening. Thanks to all of our great guests. I'm so grateful that they could join. And you have a great Sunday. We'll be back tomorrow with a new edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. Hey, folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens 
can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. 